Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today is a super special episode. My one and only mentor for my entire career as a colorist and now educator, the one and only Beth Minardi. She does not need an extensive introduction. If you are a hairstylist and you are not living under a rock, you already know how amazing Beth is and you know you know how much she has done for our industry, especially as a female in our industry. Um, thank you, Beth, for being here. This is so special for me to have this chat with you and for you to be part of the podcast. Welcome. Well, it's really delightful for me to, for you to invite me. Thanks, Elaine. And I'm, I'm so delighted to see what you are doing to help colorists uh, to grow. And especially through this hell of a year and a half we've had, you know, to keep trying to communicate and, and create content and meaningful friendship with so many people who are either working in a salon that can't go to work working at half half open half closed not being able to work and also being being really able to um i think try to grow and try by the way try to survive so thank you uh, i know what i've been doing on my um amazon you know or my facebook rather um talking to hundreds of, of thousands of hair colors on my facebook conversation page and my new website for colorists, which is bethmenardiallaccess.com. And you know what I tried to do, Elaine? I wanted to make it very, very accessible. Um, we have people contacting us from Russia, India, Dubai, the United Kingdom, and of course, all over the United States. So what's interesting is the need for really solid education that comes from people like you and me, people who really do this for a living, uh, we don't work for a store. We don't work um, as a as a cute little person who just stands up there and is a talking head. Um, there's a lot of education going on right now, as you know. Some of it's good, and a lot of it is actually detrimental. So because you and I have a salon background and degrees in the, the, the science of color, the technology of color, um, the, the effects of color, and what ingredients do and don't do, um, I wanted to make this accessible. So it's $25 a year. And a lot of the tutorials I do, like yours, are free. And some of them my, my members will get uh, at a giant discount or for free. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm continuing to test color all the time in the salon, new brands, new shades, new categories. So, you know, I think as people come out of this sad situation, clients are returning to salons. They want to look better, and a lot of them want to change. So what we have to do is be sure we're able to create those changes or, and this is the other end, be able to tell a person we can do this, but it's not going to be complete today because it doesn't matter if the hair is the color you want. When it's no longer attached to your head, it's broken off. It doesn't matter what shade it is. So knowing how to speak to people, how to make them happy, how to understand what's possible, 
what's scary and what's not possible today, attached to the time and the effort it's going to take on the part of both the client and the salon colorist are all super important, perhaps now more than they've been in a very long period of time. Are you kind of feeling the same way? I am. And I love one of the biggest things that you've taught me that has helped me sustain my business through COVID, through all of this is going that extra mile and creating subtle dimension. People think it's either, you know, Kelly Clarkson highlights or nothing. You taught me so many ways to put that extra twist on a subtle dimension where clients were forced to grab that box color during COVID. They had no choice. We couldn't get our hands on them. You know, they had no choice and shame on us. If we were the stylist that leans on that six N safe formula and just have all of our clients have a basic six N they would then soon see that, wow, that box isn't so bad. And I saved a lot of money and I can keep doing this where, where my clients and your clients are like, hell no, I don't want to even try to do this box because Beth puts these beautiful little sparkles through my hair and I'm going to cover them up. So that was huge. That was something that I was so grateful to you for that. And of course, knowing how to use a Demi in a different way was when I teach that to my students, it's like the mic drop, the jaw drop, you know, people 40 years into the industry are like, what? Yeah, I can use a Demi for that. That's really the, the, I mean, I wrote an entire book on the things that you taught me. There's no end to all the things, but they're the two biggest Beth Minardi-isms to me is that level of professionalism, how you show up at the salon. If you're showing up with, you know, little cutoff jean shorts and, you know, chip toenails and flip-flops and your hair's a mess and you're like, why can't I charge more than $25 for a root retouch? Well, hello, look in the mirror. You're attracting people that don't think that this is a special service. And well, I, also think, I also think they don't think it's a spe- the colorist who shows up like that doesn't think it's special. They have very little self-respect they look at themselves as I'll do this until I either A, get married, B, have a baby, C, uh, become a checkout person in a grocery store, or D, work at McDonald's for more money. And they're, sadly, and I'm really upset about this, there are some wonderful beauty schools out there. There are also a lot of beauty schools where a young person graduates and has never touched a human being. They have never touched a person. They have done mannequins. So learning how to properly greet a person, speak to them, consult, listen, and not, you see, everybody just wants to get started, get started, get started, get started. They're looking at volume. Let's supposing a person, okay, and I'll get into that in a minute because that's really one of my bugaboos. The other thing is, you're right, Elaine, everybody was just doing singles, 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 but most recently, everybody's been bleaching the hair to hell and back and thinking that if they use a bonder, the hair is wonderful. And then they make mm-hmm. it mermaid blue, pink, green, or orange, um, which can be fun, per- particularly, and I'll say this, people will get mad. The more interesting, if you are a person who's rocking the look and you are of a certain head trip and your clothing, your accessories, your world, your life, go with that, go for it. But if you are going to have mermaid hair, and you're going to wear puff sleeve uh, dress with Birkenstocks and socks. You don't sh- shave your legs and you don't wear makeup. You look ridiculous. It's a whole look. It's a whole look. Um, and you know, I'm not allowed much, very, very difficult. Now we're not allowed to say the word attractive or beautiful because there's going to be somebody who said, I look like this and I am beautiful. 
And if that's how they think, that's great. Um, but what I don't like is the overuse, the misuse of bleach or other products, thinking that if they use a bonder or a magic developer, everything's going to be fine. And the training required, and you know, there are people who don't read instructions. There are people who they're taught. I have a wonderful assistant who shouldn't be my assistant. She's a colorist and she's graduated on the floor to Kathleen Smith, my cat, who's incredible. When she was in beauty school, she did wonderful work on living people in um, Madison, Wisconsin. And her teacher would say to her, you're doing great, but you've got to improve faster, do it faster, do it faster. Mm. Well, these were older ladies coming in who wanted a wet set, sit them under the dryer, back coming, or just a perfect blowout. And her work was gorgeous. You see, would you rather see seven people a day at $200 or 200 people a day at $7? It's the same money. And I will tell you, I bet you can do this, Elaine, your charm tank gets empty around client number 11. You're no longer <laughs> as sweet and delightful as you were at client four, unless you're just slamming it on, slamming it on, slamming it on and creating low priced work. Now, what gets me is people were commenting when you did that wonderful thing we did last fall where we had different people speaking about COVID pricing. Now, just because you at your salon have been living through COVID, do not think that your clients have not lived through COVID. How can a person come back to a salon and be told, you know, Susan, your cut and your blowout today, it's always been 120. But today, because I need money, it's been COVID, it's 150. Well, that's a slap in the face. Um, gee, I, I go to a restaurant and I expect to spend this, but that they've raised the prices unless you tell them upfront. And I think it's the wrong thing to do. We are in the experience business. You're right, Elaine. It's the way you look, the way you sound, the way you greet them, the way you are kind, polite, uh, but authoritative. Because if the client thinks she knows more than you do, and the client runs the appointment, you're dead. You're, dog, you're dead meat. They have to feel you love them, you care. And they do like when you remember, how was your husband's birthday party? I heard you got a new puppy during COVID. My goodness, I heard your sister had a baby. Oh, that kind of, or what books are you reading? What are you watching on television? Isn't it strange that when we take a walk in the park, we have to wear a mask? Something about them, whether it's their right. child, their pet, their husband, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their dog, their shoes, their purse, anything as you are telling them what you can do, and she agrees, what you are doing when you're doing it, and then when she's processing how it's going to take and what she can expect when she's finished. Additionally, it, they, they can't say, I've only got 20 minutes. You know, um, I think that people, there are certain things people can do in 20 minutes, they, you know, but maybe it's not as fun as something that, that's, that's nobody told, you know, I remember a book I read uh, about Michelangelo painting the Sistine Chapel and um, the Pope would come in and say, how long is this going to take you? And you know, Michelangelo would look down at him and say, just don't come back here because he'd say, you're costing me money. You're costing me money. But look what he created. That wasn't paint by numbers and it wasn't slapped up there. I create hair color that I believe is an art form, whether it's, and you know, you're so right, those little bits of dimension. And I have a new thing, which I posted on my all access group. And I think I posted it on my convo group for Facebook. If you're doing a brunette, 
and you finish the application, I'd like for you to mix like two tablespoons of water and two tablespoons of five volume developer. You'll make about a two and a half volume, right? Make a paste with powder lightener. And just, I call them angel lights, little scatters around the face. They will only lighten to a lighter brownette. They will not turn red, they will not be, but there's a little soft dimension that you'll, you and I will look and say, gee, there's hardly anything. That client will think this is just great. Now, it may be, maybe you'll put three or four on each side of the head. It takes you no time. What are you gonna do? Go in the back and, and look at, uh, at, your G, at your email or uh, look at Instagram. Those minutes will make her feel that she got something for nothing, that you care about her. And now she can tell her friends, how do you like my highlights? And I've had clients like that who came to me years ago. Ronnie's one of them. And she comes to me from way far away in Connecticut. And when she first came to me, she said, I don't want anybody to know. I, I don't want, I only want my gray covered. I do not want anything else. I only, so fine. I, and she's a lovely person. Now, she's a, a wonderful brunette with highlights, low lights. She wants a little bit of an auburn, sort of an amber uh, brunette glaze. She's great. And, you know, she's been seeing me for more than 20 years. I think people keep thinking, how do I get more clients? How do I get more clients? How do I get more clients? They don't take good care of the ones they have. Absolutely. Or this, we'll do it the next time. And I worry about independent contractors because they might be looking at their book and they say, I have Susie, Sally, and Amy today. So they go to some store and they pick up products for Susie, Sally, and Amy. But Sally mm -hmm. comes in and she wants a color change. And here's what they need to say. We have to do it next time because I don't have the stuff. Uh, I believe your car has become your new dispensary. Mm -hmm. I believe that you can't just only have what Susie, Sally, and Amy think they're having. And if you never, ever change them, they will go someplace else. I agree. And I do see that in tons and tons of forums where someone will ask a question and say, you know, what's the best thing to correct this? And I'll offer a solution and we'll say, well, I don't have that. And I'm like, well, how can you color hair right. if you don't have that? You know, right. it's, it's kind of, and then they'll say, well, can I just use this? And it's completely opposite on the color wheel and they don't understand why they can't use it. And it's someone who's been in the industry 20 years. You know, it's not somebody right out of school. It's terrifying. I once was trying to help someone and I said, well, what lightener do you have? Because her and the ends of the hairs, client's hair was black at the end. And the um, color said, our salon is not allowed to use bleach. Mm. Well, you know, okay, because here's, well, I guess years ago, there were people who didn't know what they were doing. Now we are overusing bleach and people don't know what they do. And by the way, I know there are thousands of people who listen to you all the time, people who listen to me who are expert at this, but it's those who aren't. And those who in beauty school, I asked a young man, Hector, who works with me, he's, he's just a delightful young man. In beauty school, he never saw or understood how to mix bleach either cream lightener or powder lightener. Um, they never did. I said, you went to school in New York for 1200 hours. Yes. How many hours did you spend on hair color? Maybe they gave us an hour and a half. Using a mannequin head to highlight or color hair is not the same as a human head. I'm teaching a class in South Carolina first uh, on August 2nd, and I'll be touring around the country. And I demonstrate on real, living, live, human beings. And I'm so delighted. And, you know, perhaps you and I can do something one day soon uh, in Florida, Elaine, I'd be delighted. 
And I think that as COVID restrictions re, you know, relax a bit and people feel comfortable, people are begging to come to class. And they, yes, it's great to learn what we're doing right now online, but how wonderful it is to be able to sit with another person and say, oh, your salon's in Dayton, Ohio. Wow, what are people doing over there? Oh, this guy has a salon in Manchester, England. Um, really, what are, what's, what's the head trip over there? How are people re relating? What's, what are those shades that are going on? I believe there is going to be, by the way, just me, people are still doing platinum, but there's people are tired. I think there will be more Palomino colors, flaxen colors, um, baby silk, like corn silk colors. I believe reds will not be as Richter scale. They might be a little more amber or a little more autumn leaves. And I think brunettes are terrific, but they're all shade on shade. And you know, my base is brown, but I highlight and low light my base. But I cover this gray <laughs> with, with brown. It doesn't mean people don't think I'm a brunette, but the base with the dimension creates the total look. Love it. Absolutely love it. And um, can you speak to the difference between powder and cream lightener, because I think that's a big disconnect for people. When do you choose which in your salon? Well, here's how I teach. And I, I learned this working with chemists. And I know there's also this thing, well, if we say they can use it for this and that, we'll have more sales and that, no, 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 no. Here's what we need. I use cream lightener when I am doing a global application of roots to this, the head. Number one, cream lighteners you can put on with an applicator if there's a small regrowth or with a bowl and brush and they don't drip. They also do not dry out. Remember everybody, as bleach dries out, the lifting action slows down. Because cream is in a creamy oil base, it stays homogenized. So if you put it on correctly using eighth of an inch sections, you will not get spots where some of the hair comes up to a funny brown, some of it orange and some of it white, right? I do not like using powder lighter on the scalp. Powder lighter is wonderful for the hair lengths. There are some companies that say that their powder lighteners are fine on the scalp. And if a colorist really likes that, God bless them. But they can't use powder lighter through an applicator. So if they have a short retouch, they're going to overlap. They have to. And the more you overlap bleach, the more breakage and the more problems you're gonna have, not the day you even do it, two to four weeks later, six weeks later, when the woman starts saying, why does my hair all of a sudden start breaking? Because you overlap bleach. Bleach has one of the highest, bleach and ammonium theoglycolate permanent, permanent wave solutions are the two strongest and relaxers are the, the strongest pH things we use in a salon, right? So I love cream lighter. And by the way, my dear friend, Leland Hirsch, who years ago owned New Best Salon with Michael Mazzai out in Long Island, he and I made logics together when we were with Clairol. We worked on the project. In his salon, he used only cream lightener and he did amazing highlightings. Why? The gliding into the foil, the keeping moist. They did do some hair painting then, but it was mostly either wrapped in saran or foil, but some hair painting, and it keeps the air cleaner. When my former husband Carmine and I had a salon, we had a, a bleach mixing room with an exhaust fan, and we cleaned it out about every seven to 10 days, and I'm not gonna tell you what was in there. Oh, wow, that's scary. So, yeah, I went to a salon in Pennsylvania, Nan Duskin, and they actually had it look like a baby's incubator where you would put the bowl in 
and you'd put your hands in and it was all glass to mix bleach because there were concerns. And I'm not saying bleach is poisonous, but I'm saying maybe wearing a mask this winter, mixing bleach, maybe you had fewer sinus infections. Mm. I'm not, you know, so I use powder lightener every day, but I use it on the hair lengths. Clay lighteners are nice for when you're painting hair, but they do, they were not, they were made to sit on the hair, not to penetrate. So if you're trying to take somebody who has dark hair and you're using clay lightener because somebody told you it was really cool, well, guess what? You're not going to lighten the hair that much. Now you brought up sinus and it just triggered a question for me. I remember you sharing how strong Ethisol was and how you used to get nosebleeds from it. Um, I was enjoying the Pravana color extractor and they discontinued it. What is your go-to now when you do need some sort of color removal? When I remove color, I'm still very careful, very careful. I don't, I mean, I remember Ephesol, I remember Modulat, I remember a lot of things. I first clarify the hair. I use the Malibu, the Malibu uh, clarifier, the C, CD, CDC treatment. CP, CPR. CPR. I use that and I love it because it'll take out anything that was adhering to the, the cuticle. Okay. And it'll take out anything that was trying to adhere to the outside of the cortex. I follow the instructions very, very carefully. After that, I, I shampoo them with regular shampoo. I condition the hair and dry it. And usually what I'll do then after that, after I dry the hair smooth is I'll wrap bleach. I'll use lightener and I might highlight, rather than trying to do a global, here's what usually happens. You know, Elaine, somebody's had dark color. So you get the regrowth area is yellow gold. The mid shaft is golden orange and the ends are orange brown. You're never gonna get that even, never, right. never. Why try to create an even base when you can't because the hair has been impregnated with too much, you know, and some people put color on root stands, root stands every time. Okay, and, and especially, these, these um, direct dyes that are like blue, green, purple, or pink. There was a woman who came into, and I, I watched this being done. She had dyed her hair brilliant fuchsia pink, and she wanted it all gone. And I said to myself, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The hair turned lighter pink, 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 lighter pink, pale pink, and then started to break off. Mm. Years ago, we have to think, in the years of punk rock, when kids in high, in uh, at NYU down here in, in school, and I guess in colleges around, the, everybody wanted to be punk. So they'd get bleach in the drugstore, and they'd get Kool-Aid. Kool you know what we used to drink when we were little? And then you'd stick out your tongue to your friends, and your tongue was purple. <laughs> These kids would get like six or seven packs of Kool-Aid, and in their wet hair, they'd rub the Kool-Aid. That stuff would not, think of what, it, what kids drink anyway. They couldn't get it out. So their mother would take them to a salon and the salon couldn't. So what they would do is, is use a Demi and dye the hair. I hope they used a Demi, they probably used permanent and dye the kid's hair brown so they could go to school. Right. A lot of these direct dyes will not leave the cuticle. They stain not even the cortex. Right. They stain the cuticle. To get that out, you have to take the cuticle off the hair, which means the hair falls off the head. So I use, I use, I love the Malibu stuff. I'll do it. I'll then shampoo them, condition them. And if somebody's really in trouble and they, they're poverty stricken and they have nothing, here's what I do. And it helps. It does not cure anything. In an applicator bottle, put a, like two ounces of really hot water. And to that, add like a big heaping tablespoon of baking soda. 
shake it. You've made alkaline water. Now add like an ounce of a volumizing shampoo. Shake it and it'll be all sudsy. Squeeze that onto the dry hair. Not wet hair, dry. Massage it in, hit it with a little water, leave the suds in for 15 minutes, then rinse like forever. Shampoo and conditioner. It'll take some of it out. It's a chelating shampoo. Um, I don't like all over removers because I think they cause more trouble than they're worth. That's just- I agree. Me. Something else that I see is a huge trend right now. Everybody talks about just do a bleach wash, bleach bath, bleach wash. And I'm like, I'm just thinking to myself, it's already a corrective situation. And now you're putting something all over loosely at the sink. You're not applying it, you know, evenly where it's darker and all of that. And everybody seems to, you know, in, in a forum of 400 answers, I'm the only one that thinks that's a bad idea. And I start to question well, myself. You can add, you can add <laughs> me, me that to that too. Um, you know what? They're in a hurry. They're in a big hurry. They're in a big hurry because they have, in 15 more minutes, their next bang trim is coming in. Mm, yes. And the lady's going to be, and the little kid's going to cry. Never mind. It's a different business. It's, now, a thousand years ago, when I first joined Clairol, there were these older people um, who had been around when Clairol had made something called Lady Clairol Instant Whip. And years ago, they used to whip mm, it. With their whip. I remember that. Yeah. So there was a man who had a salon in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, believe it or not, which was very popular. Once a month, he would say to women, they would either call it a champagne cocktail or a French fluff. And here's what they would <laughs> Love that. I want a French fluff. <laughs> me too, babe. <laughs> fluff me. Fluff me now. Okay, no, never mind. Okay, so here's what would happen. They would put um, one ounce of instant whip in an applicator bottle with their gloves on with one ounce of 20 volume clear oxide clear developer and one ounce of shampoo and they wouldn't shake it. They would gently do this, okay? They would seat the woman caped and draped in the chair. They would break the set that she had from last week, the helmet head hairspray, you know. They would do their scientific brushing and they would start at the root, go to the ends and quickly but evenly apply the French fluff or the champagne cocktail. They would take her to the sink and after two minutes, they would put water on it and instant whip would suds up, right? Then they would rinse it, shampoo it, condition it, and her hair would be like luminized. It would be like- mm, That's some picture when you're saying that, yeah. area, Which was a great product. Why in the hell they took that away? And, and, and um, Joyco had a base breaker, which I love, but PS, I think that's gone too. Um, now they would shampoo and condition the lady and she would say, oh, my hair seems a little brighter. It seems a little lighter. So they would record that on her card. And, and then they wouldn't do this every time. They would do it once a month. And of course, in May and June, when everybody is getting ready for the summer. Okay? So that French fluff, you know, champagne cocktail, did, that is not a bleach wash. First of all, it was applied with the woman sitting correctly with her head in looking in a mirror. She was properly draped and protected. It was put on combed through dry hair. It was two gloves on, boom, boom, boom. No bowl and brush, applicator roots, ends, applicator roots, ends, applicator Start at the root, mush it in the end. Start at the root, bring it up the end. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know, I've done this for years, you and I both. Then they took her to the sink, 
fluffed it up with some suds, rinsed, and gave her a shampoo and a conditioning. That has been bastardized, I will say, mm. at the sink thing. And then I wonder sometimes, I think you and I teach the top 10% of people who do this. And I'd like to reach the top 35%. Not by, I think we have a lot of fun doing color, but we, we know how avoiding regret. My dear friend, Eric Wu said, the best thing we can do as colorist is avoid regret. And my dear friend, Nancy Braun, who's one of the best colorists you and I both know, when somebody comes in for a correction and they start you know, wanting to know what can we do? What are we gonna do? Nancy will say to them, I first have to do a little bit of exploratory surgery. Mm -hmm. So exploratory surgery is a wonderful term because she says, I can't tell you everything right now until I really take a look at your hair, touch it, apply some things, take a look. If it, if it lightens too fast, we're in trouble. If it doesn't lighten at all, we're in trouble. Um, there are people who think they can become silver in one day in certain salons across the country, and it's a $5,000 day. So, you know, I think the scary thing is right now you and I have, you know, we have people who follow us. There are other wonderful people um, they can follow. Um, I think you and I do a really good job because this is our passion, it's our life. But we're reaching like maybe the top 10% of people who do this. I'd like to reach 35%. Hell, I'd love to reach, you know, I have like 3,400 people who are on my Facebook conversations page. Now, 260 of them have joined my educational page where I give you a short tutorial on Facebook. But if you come to the website, they're longer every single day, longer tutorials and places where you can not only comment, but say, I disagree with that, or here's what I would do. What do you think about what I'm doing? Um, what new products, what products do I need? What, you know, I think a lot of people, when they go to a store, it's just like when you and I go to a grocery store and you see this, and you're, you buy things you don't need because you, you think you're gonna use them. Sometimes you do. But other times we have stuff sitting on shelves that we either used and had a bad experience with or nobody taught us how to use it. So I, I think, um, I believe the scary thing is there are two things that might, and, and let me know if you agree. I kind of think that as time goes on, the top, top of us, the top tier of great hairstylists, hair colorists, salon professionals are gonna be great. And I think that the middle has, will fall out and the very bottom will be, people in their garages and their houses. And I, it's not that I don't like booth renters, but I think a lot of kids in beauty school were taught, you wanna be your own boss? Open a, open a, come on, open a suite. Do you wanna be your own receptionist? Do you wanna take your own appointments? Do you wanna take your own money? Do you wanna to go to the bank? Do you wanna make your own insurance? Do you wanna pay your own rent? Do you wanna wash your own towels? And I could go on and on. People just think it's being, I remember years ago, an ad that one of the companies did about going to beauty school. You know who it is. And they said, do you want to meet celebrities? Do you want to be backstage in <laughs> movies? You're going to be a star and you're going to make $100,000, $200,000, $500,000 a year. In fact, you can be a millionaire, go to beauty school. Well, they don't say, would you like to wash towels? 
Would you like to scrub filthy hair that hasn't been washed in months? Would you like to be kind to an older person who is so tiny they can't sit correctly at the sink? Would you like to do a beautiful job on people and have them scream at you? Would you like people not to pay? Would you like to not be able to go to the ladies room? Would you like to never have lunch? Would you like to be pregnant behind a chair, feel terrible? You, you know what I'm saying? Those things can happen, but you can prevent that if you're trained correctly. I would love to be able to, to, fit, to be able to, let's say, put a tire on a car. I know where the tire is in the trunk. That's about it, sister. I wasn't trained. I wasn't trained to be a pastry chef. I love flowers. I wasn't trained to be a florist. I was trained to be a teacher and I was trained to do theater and I was trained to, to be a hair colorist. And I'm so lucky that I got to work with some of the best chem chemists and smartest marketers in the world. But I'm not trained to run a bank, God knows. I'm not trained, I am not, I'm a technically not good person on the computer. You're <laughs> terrific, Elaine. I have to have wonderful help. But, but I know what I can do. How sad it would be if somebody gave me a job to run, uh, to step in over at uh, Microsoft today. And, uh, <laughs> boy, uh, we wouldn't want me over there. Something else that I've noticed trending is stylists saying, my client won't let me use bleach. My client won't let me do low lights. My client won't let me. And I step back and I'm like, clearly you have never been to a Beth Minardi class on consultation because you started this interview saying, you need to have that confidence and take charge of that consultation to show them that you are the professional and you, when should that conversation even come up? They shouldn't even know what's being used on their hair. You know, our gynecologist doesn't say, may I use this gel and speculum and your exam? We it's, just, like telling a, so it's like telling an airplane pilot, I won't let you use a plane. Exactly. But we're just going to fly. Um, first of all, that means that the client has lost confidence or never had it or the client thinks this, first of all, you have to repeat, okay, here's where we are today. I've looked at your regrowth. I've looked at the ends. Either you've shown me a picture or we've discussed a look you want and I'm happy to do it. And to do it, I'm gonna to have to do several things. This, here's what you have to say. What you are asking for cannot be achieved in a single process. If, you're, if you would only like, if you're limiting me, what I can do is make sure maybe that the gray is grayer, or that there's no gray, or that you can walk out of here without roots, but without using the correct tools, I'm so sorry. And then I even say, perhaps I'm not the right person for you. And that was another one of the big things that I learned from you is if 10 minutes into the consultation, you have that gut feeling, let them go. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have the confidence to do that earlier in my career. I was like, oh, they have an appointment, I have to do it. But yeah. anytime I didn't trust my gut, I was sorry. Well, as my friend Eric says, avoid regret. Yeah. Because you can kill yourself for seven hours and go around and around in a circle with somebody who's out of their mind or, or, but there's this group called hairdressers gossip group or one hairdressers advice group. And it's these poor colorists going on and on. First I did that. Then I did this. Then she didn't like that. So then I did that. And then she said that. And it's this long, but I said, but they never said, Here's what another thing they'll say to me. My client wants to be read like you did Renee Russo for that movie or the way you did Julianne Moore's right here. What do I do? But do you know what they don't say to me? 
What does the hair look like what now? What does it look like now? Yeah. What's the level of tone? If the lady comes in with all white hair, you're going to behave completely different than if, and if she comes in with all bleached hair. And I'll say first, they have to evaluate. And it takes a moment. It takes a moment. But they here, looking at the clock, I have another lady at three o'clock. Well, if you have another lady at three o'clock, maybe that lady should come at 345. I think people are not trained. Example, if I put, make the most delicious, let's say roasted chicken, and I put it in the oven for 30 minutes, it's not good because it's not finished. Now, I had a wonderful Redken class the other night, uh, Shades EQ class, and I helped make Shades EQ. And I have to say, I was very impressed with the woman who taught it. And what she said made was exactly what we said 34 years ago when we introduced the product. It has to be mixed with its own developer and the hair color, just like permanent dye. You can't put it on for two minutes and then say it didn't work. It has to be on the hair for 20 minutes because it has to do its thing. It, it is very gentle. My Beth Minardi liquid demi was the same thing. People don't pay attention. They want fast, fast. Oh, just put it on for five minutes. Yeah, it'll look like it took that day, that day. But then when she washes her hair once and it's gone, what do they do? Blame the product. Exactly. Or when the client complains, they call the client a bitch or a nasty woman. I had a lady the other, about a couple months ago at, at uh, Kieran McKenna, who I basically refused to do. Uh, after 20 minutes, she said, you know, well, I've been here and they, they're terrible. And I've been there and they're terrible. Mm -hmm. I've been here and I want contrast around my, my face and I need a lot of contrast. Around. So I said, it's fine. I said, and I said, I don't do readjustments. And, um, and this is the price. And you do have to have your hair blown dry before you leave because I have to see the hair blown dry. And I said, I don't think I'm the person for you. Okay, what did she do? She called the salon and put herself on the book with me. <laughs> did she change her name at least? <laughs> you know what, I did it. She loved it. She was kissing me, hugging me, telling me how wonderful I am. I'm telling all my friends about you. You're like, no, please <laughs> I looked at our owner, Kieran, and I said, he looked at me, I looked at him and he said, we're gonna see her again. I said, yep, to come back and bitch. About two yeah. weeks later. So listen, you, you can't win them all, but you got to win most of them. Taking your time. You see, I don't think schools are teaching people how to. I would put one kid in the chair and have the other student stand there and say, consult with this person. Consult or forget, comb through their hair, look at the regrowth area, the mid shaft, the ends, start a conversation. Tell me what your hair looked like a year ago and tell me what's been done during that year. A lot of people think that if they have hair bleached like yours is Elaine and somebody tinted it back brown and you say, is your, this is the wrong question. Is your hair bleached? They'll say, oh no, they're not lying. They think that if it's dyed brown again, it's, it's not gone. Clean. Yeah, yeah. What, you know, there was a movie, What Lies Beneath. That, that's exactly what I called my last class, What Lies Beneath, what lies because beneath. that's exactly and what Hair happens. has a, not a history, hair has a hair story. Until that's, this is bleached hair right here on me. Right. I, yeah, and I have some lowlights in here too. But I this I treat this like a cashmere sweater. This can take the people who bring permanent dye down the ends and think that if they lower the volume of the developer, they've turned it into a demi. Uh, that that's not true. That's not true. So there's so much for us to know, and that's why I can't get. I'm going to be teaching in South South Carolina, Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts. Somebody wants me to come to. 
uh, Texas and somebody wants me to come to uh, Arizona and maybe you and I'll do something in Florida because these days, you know, in the morning, everybody's kind of quiet. Then after lunch, when we're finishing, the, the questions just start coming. Yeah. It's great. And people really walk, walk out with a very refreshed, good feeling. And um, so I really applaud you with all the good work you're doing. Thank you. And I would love to do something together for sure. But tell people how to join your group and how to find more of you because you and I could make this a four hour podcast. Well, we could. We could keep we could <laughs> lunch break. Okay. So here's where it is everybody, it's so simple. If anybody knows how to shop on Amazon, they know how to join my, my uh, group. This is not a Facebook page, this is a website www.bethminardi-allaccess.com. You click in and it'll tell you why you can be a member and all the benefits. And it'll say, click here to join. Push the button, it'll scroll down. You can pay $25 for the year. That's $2.08 a month, less than a cup of coffee. Then once you log in, you can, you, you, once you join, you go and scroll over to the right where it says log in, you push the button and you can go to questions and answers, discussions, bets, members only. And I post every day there and love hearing from you. Other people, 3,400 of you are a member on my free Facebook page, Conversations with Top Professional Colors with colors with Beth. And I'm doing short little lessons there, but really trying to get people because you get discounts to come to all my classes. And a lot of my tutorials are discounted or free because if you're interested in your business, people should come to you, Elaine, and they should come to me. Whether I think I spent $25 on a, on a soda to come see you in New York 20 years ago. So you oh, are... Yeah. You are truly giving a gift to stylists and there's really no excuse for them to have exposure to you, your brand and your vast knowledge on hair color. So everybody listening, you're insane if you don't sign up for $25 for a year of Beth. That is that is an amazing gift for sure. Absolutely. I love working with you and let's get together soon. Absolutely. But I, you know, I'm passionate about what I do and I love everybody who, if you pick up one bottle of color a year or 15 a day, you're a colorist. So be the best one you can be. And um, helping you is why I'm here. Thanks. Awesome. Elena. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.